0: Not Gay Podcast, where we <laughs> like to talk about the things that are wearing on our minds. <laughs> Today, I am your favorite <laughs> ghoulie boy. This is John Marshall. I am a big chubby guy living in sunny Hollywood. I'm Dan Oliverio, I'm an author, public speaker,
1: and chubby chaser, and yes, it's our Halloween episode, and uh, we have Yay. a whole cauldron full of candy at home.
2: Mm. I'm Trevor Keyson, <laughs> and I'm a super chump.
0: Or a booper chump. I, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, just like that, I'm a booper chump. Are you a spooker chump? Oh dear. A spooker <laughs>
3: chump. all right. All right, all right. <laughs> 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 my name is Michael Thriller, Thriller Night. <laughs> oh. All right, sorry. I am a chaser. Thriller Mike. Thriller, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's we got some weird pre-Halloween vibes <laughs> going for you. Um, but also, we have a very exciting show. Um, we have lots to get to, but before we do, we just want to remind you guys that this is our last episode before the hiatus um, we will be releasing some minisodes and a Thanksgiving special. Hopefully, if Trevor can get his, his prop. secret prop <laughs> that he's got planned that none of us know about. Um, but yeah, we're scared. We're we're all very. You should be. Ooh. It's a
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, It's a very appropriate time. Uh, well, let's get right on into it with some terrifying mail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, that that's not mailbag. Yeah, not quite.
2: <laughs> Here we go. Dun, 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 dun.
0: Yay. Whenever I hear that zipper sound, it's not a mailbag. You my have a dirty to. mind, Don. That's it's a hell of a big a- zipper
1: for what you're thinking of. Is <laughs> it, is it, a-
0: <laughs> Don't
3: judge by the size of the zipper.
0: <laughs>
3: no. So we had a listener write in, um, sort of uh, giving us, uh, I guess, an update on uh, fat characters, fat representation in video game characters and video games. Um, And it was actually really cool to see because I haven't been super plugged into video games in a while, Um, Mm -hmm. but we can start it off. It's a very long thing, but we'll talk about the guys that he mentions. Um, He starts with, uh, recently, there's been some genuinely good representations for fat men in video games that I think are worth giving attention to as some positivity in a normal deluge of blurg.
0: Blurg. Yeah,
3: blurg mm-hmm. specifically with a GH, which I'm not sure if I approve of that.
0: That is the correct spelling of blurg. That is in the incorrect
3: spelling, <laughs> of, blurg. <laughs> spelling oh, of blurg. You haven't watched 30 Rock, have you? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been three very popular video game franchises that have introduced fat characters in their most recent games that have been well received and constitute some genuinely good rep. Um, and he goes into a, a whole sort of description and explanation, which we can talk about. It's quite long, but we did want to talk about these characters. Um, the first of which is, uh, Gold Lewis Dickinson from Guilty Gear Strive, which I've never played before. Um, I, it's I a fighting game.
2: Yes. I am. I am aware of all of these characters because, um, anytime one of them has kind of dropped, it's flooded my Twitter feed and <laughs> kind of people thirstily being like, oh my God, yes. Oh. <laughs> last. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, in fact, I think I recently saw um, someone made a mod that gave uh, Gold Lewis Dickinson's character assless chaps a <laughs> costume.
3: <laughs> hmm. Um, well, one thing I liked about all these characters, so Gold Lewis, I, this is the one I'm least familiar with, um, but he is, uh, by the writer's description um, and, and the game, okay, let's say the game's description, Gold Lewis is known for being both a loyal yet funny friend He's a very observant and experienced person as well, having excellent judgment and ability uh, and skills from his extensive combat experience. And the writer says that no, nowhere does it mention his size, uh, and it said just focuses on his positive attributes as a fighter and a person in the game, which is kind of shocking, I have to say. Like, usually, like, especially in games like fighting games, like we talked about this, yeah, where mm-hmm. it's all about some exaggerated feature that then becomes their whole move set, that none of his moves are based on his weight. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. is kind of awesome.
0: Like up until fairly recently, if you had a fat character in a, in a fighting game, there was going to be at least one butt slap and like <laughs> one mm-hmm. belly flop Or a belly, attack. yeah, like you know? just
3: smothering them with your belly. Um, and I will also say with all of these characters, they are actually all fat. Like yes. there's no like, oh, he's kind of bearish and he leans into the, yeah. you know. Plus or, size. or the
0: E-Honda problem where they're clearly supposed to be a big person, but somehow this obese man has a six pack. <laughs> like- <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Trevor, have you played
3: the game before? I haven't played Guilty Gear.
2: I have played uh the game with the next character, mm-hmm. uh, Resident Evil Village and the Duke. Um this is the one I was most dubious about. Yes. So I have completed Resident Evil Village and I I was dubious about it um when the game first came out, I was actually I started following an account of this uh, woman who was doing fan art cuz she fell in love with the character mm. and her Twitter handle was like the Duke's wife. <laughs> Um, and she got a ton of followers of people who are playing the game and just loved the art and loved Mm -hmm. how she drew him in kind of a very kind of, I don't know, loving. So for listeners, he
3: is in this game. It's a horror franchise, horror action, I would say. Mm -hmm. And, um, you're playing a character who's trying to unsolve a mystery. I think he's trying to find and then save his daughter. Um, Wife. Wife? Wife and daughter. Wife and daughter. And this character is the merchant. He's the sort of the guy that you can show up to and buy all your supplies from. And the interesting thing, the way they use the character, because I went and watched a sort of a compilation video of all of his interactions with the player because uh, I wanted to see, because the way he's described, like, it's Resident Evil. It's about horror and grotesquerie and monsters. Mm-hmm. And the character is larger than life. Like, he's a big character as, as well as a big person. He's very large. But I don't think they make any jokes about his size no he's flamboyant he has a sort of bubbling personality but he is a helpful to the character to the player like he's
2: actually helping the yes. player instead of like in, in a an extensive way that i was surprised about and that it continues mm-hmm. and even through the end of the game um i kept waiting like oh is he gonna turn into a monster or something right which i mean i guess it's kind of spoiler he doesn't <laughs> um there was one point so he as you go through all these areas he kind of follows you. And there's a point where it's like, you're at the top of a tower <laughs> and like, you go into a room and like, he's there and he's all set <laughs> up. <laughs> and I, I thought that was funny just cause I'm like, like, okay. You're like, <laughs> he, yeah, he, they do a
3: really good job of letting him be a really interesting character just by virtue of his, his lines and his personality. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's this really big fat guy, I don't think ever factors into it. I mean, I watched the whole series of clips
0: I just I love that feature about video games that like it it doesn't have to make sense it just has to fit it's <laughs> so like we 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 played uh, Overwatch a lot mm-hmm. uh, not mm-hmm. Overwatch um uh oh for god's sakes uh, Outlands bro- Borderlands Borderlands yeah right? And you're breaking into these ancient tombs that have been lost for thousands and thousands (laughs) and thousands of years. And there are vending machines (laughs) from modern arms manufacturers inside the place. Because it's
3: just how the game works. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you can't get around the mechanics. But anyway, he's um, a really interesting character. And fatness doesn't play into it. And the third one, this is the one we know the least about because the game's not out yet, um, is God of War Ragnarok, which is the sixth game in the God
2: of War series, I believe. I think so.
3: Um, And it's Thor. It's fat Thor. And <laughs> I will say actual fat Thor, like fatter than the Thor in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, It's not related to the movies at all, the MCU movies, um, but he is, we, they, they've released concept art for the character. Yes. And so we can get a sense of it. And like, they do have him drawn like where his belly is sort of hanging out of his outfit, but it's still Thor. He's like this mm-hmm. powerful God of lightning. And, um, I don't know. He's kind of hot. So it's okay. (laughs) Um, We don't have a lot about the character himself or how he's played, I don't think.
2: I saw a lot of, um, I mean, people thirstily posting it. My friend actually sent it to me and I'm like, okay, like count down until that hits my Twitter feed. (laughs) Um, And I saw, I think there was maybe some discourse about it or just people, I think almost maybe it was either there was discourse and I missed it or people were anticipating it. Because he's fat, like, oh, there are, people are going to be mad. But I don't know if that actually happened or not.
3: I think it's probably not going to happen until either a full, like there's a trailer for the game, but he's not yeah. really in it. Um, you just have the concept art. Once you see the character in action, you might get more of that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so thank you to the listener for bringing these up. Um, I liked doing the research personally. So <laughs> <laughs> anybody, uh, anybody else who wants to write in and share stuff with us, uh, we'd love to read it.
2: Yeah, Michael loves uh, busting out his joystick. For, yes, <laughs> for the, uh, the the episodes and the games are fun too. <laughs> um, okay, well, so rolling right along, yeah, terrifying um, pop culture. Yeah. Uh, um. So just when you thought it was safe to keep working out. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a, there's, a, there's a, <laughs> a, a story from the New York Times, which. Oh yeah. Um. I'll let Dan kind of set up for
1: us. Well, this is this is sort of like. New research suggests that water is in fact wet.
3: <laughs> yeah. Wait a second.
1: Yeah, so, you know, anybody I've had so many fat boyfriends over the years who did so much more cardio and gym work than I did, never lost an ounce. And guess what? Now there's a study to show that that is what happens. <laughs> Thunderclap. Thunderclap Michael.
3: <laughs> 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 I just saw blue. You you can't surprise me like that. The thunderclap blue is cyan and the scream blue is just blue. It works. It's fine.
1: Anyway, what what the study basically shows is that the human body is not actually this mathematical computer That delegates calories in and calories out that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you eat a thousand calories and then walk for so many miles, it will burn a thousand calories. That's just not how the body works. And what it shows is that the body adapts. And so that even when even when it's supposedly this exercise is supposed to take, let's say uh, a a thousand calories, you're really only burning 750 Who the fuck cares? (laughs) (laughs) That's not, you know, it's, it's just not a, it's not a smart way. It's not an accurate way to look at diet and exercise in this calories in calories out model. And the data just, we've known this for decades that this doesn't work, but you know, it sells better if we pretend it does.
3: Well, and in this particular (laughs) article, they They identify the fact that not only does it not work that way, where, like, if a mile walking, the example they give is if walking a mile basically burns 100 calories, then walking two miles should burn 200 calories, right? No. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. And furthermore, it is less true of fat people. And so that was the sort of like additional. I guess piece of information, like generally, yes, yeah. this is not the way it well, works. They, but also, and they right. don't even
1: know because what they say is that, guess what? Different bodies vary in how much the body adapts to the exercise, adapts right. to the, the the calorie burning of the
0: exercise. And they don't actually know. Is it because they're older? Is it because yeah. they're heavier? Is it because mm-hmm. they're anything? I read an article that was going over a study. I did not read the study. I read the article explaining the study um, where they're talking about how the body has like a calorie economy, Right. And so it's like it's used to running on this many calories, and when you start when you start exercising, you're demanding more from your body's economy mm-hmm. in a new direction, right? So over time, your body starts reallocating its resources, meaning that it's going to stop using those calories in other areas that it was when you weren't exercising, and some of the, like for example, they they described as um, anxiety takes calories mm-hmm. to engage in. So when you start exercising, mm. one of the reasons why your anxiety may go down is because the calories that are being dedicated towards that are being reallocated towards the exercise over time. But then your body wants to go back, right? You know, and that its may stasis. actually
1: be even true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing is that these, these models are proposed as hypotheses, and they're not actual. And they're mo- these models are proposed by, as hypotheses. And it's not like the data shows this. It's just the data has an anomaly. And so people come up with these hypotheses to explain the anomaly. And usually those hypotheses are based in diet culture.
3: So yeah, like it just was interesting. Like obviously the answer answer is still basically like- We don't know. We don't fucking know, but it's just (laughs) nice to see. Like this was in the New York Times. Yeah. So it's good to see that it's getting some visibility.
1: Well, I'm in favor of any article- that really shines a spotlight on how much we don't know about metabolic processes, especially when they have to do with fatness.
3: Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so next up, we have
2: uh, Thunderclap. Th- oh, oh!
1: Hey, I did it right!
2: right. <laughs> 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 Out from the shadows comes <laughs> a new publication, Ooh. a fat publication. Ooh. Vast is here. Vast is here. ha. <laughs> 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 uh, not, i was hoping for more of a uh, dr frankenstein laugh but that works too um i have a, i have an animal roar but i'm saving that one yeah. <laughs> um no so um i had shared this um i don't know if it was just only last month or maybe the month before on our uh, instagram um there was a kickstarter for a new publication called vest that is for pet for fat people by fat people, organized by um I don't I don't know her full name she's Fatlip Ash on Instagram, uh lovely lady and it's here it's out it's it's live it's the, happening the first issue is out um, so what is the is it an online publication only it's an online publication um and basically they were raising money so that they can pay fat writers to write fat content. Nice. Ooh. Um, And just kind of give a platform because like something I've noticed is like writing anything fat is it's hard to place it yeah. because they'll be like, oh, well, it's, it's fat related. So it should be in health. But it's like it's not but really that's he- not. Yeah. Yeah. It's like more of, a, you know, we need to start looking at this as kind of like a social issue. And like, well, no, I think maybe this is more of a health issue or like, <laughs> right. let's let's look at our science department. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it is... We're um, not wrong. The science is wrong. It's it's awesome. Um, yeah. You can submit. You can get paid. It's it's wonderful. And you can read
3: it too. I, yeah. I actually, I was scrolling through and uh, there was one article that caught my eye. It's called Get Into Position. And it is uh, basically navigating uh, sex with a fat person or if you're a fat person, sex with yourself or all of those things by Ray Knight. Um, it's a good little article. I think it, it echoes a lot of the sentiments that we have gone over before i think in our first valentine's episode yes um mm-hmm. so yeah but you can see i think a different perspective on that and yeah i don't know there's a lot of cool stuff on there it's not all about i mean there's a wide variety of different kinds of article and postings and i don't know i might subscribe yeah i might subscribe
2: also uh there's a feature on uh sauce a west who is we we mentioned in an earlier episode talking about the fight for inclusivity if you want to learn more about her you can check that out it is vast dot press mm-hmm. if you like www press um check it out and you can if you want to support them uh they have a subscription
3: model but i think they also have a patreon i'm not sure what the yes. difference is um presumably one is sort of opting in at whatever, whatever level you want but anyway yeah. lots of ways to support fat writers and fat content is very good stuff yes okay we ready mm-hmm. is it yes. happening is it about to happen <laughs>
2: Flying, <laughs> it's stormy skies. It's spooky. I need to add like an eagle. It's a <laughs> sound effect in the middle of that. <laughs> that
1: Watch twenty
2: twenty one. Did
1: we hit something? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we
3: landed with a thud. We just like superhero pose.
0: I think we ran into a water tower. Um,
3: is <laughs> a dramatic entrance. What do we got for Fat,
2: fat so Watch this week? So I came across this, and I wanted to share it. And it is a description of FET Mutual Aid, which we talked about mutual aid kind of briefly in passing when it was sharing resources about helping New Orleans. And I thought this was interesting because it is about uh, FET community. Mm-hmm. And this is from Fatties Against Fascism, which is a uh, fat rights organization, and it's by Max Airborne, describing uh, FET Mutual Aid, which is basically kind of Fat people coming together and forming community to take care of each other.
3: Mm-hmm. And issues directly related to the community. Yes.
2: Uh, and uh, they describe um, different ways you can do this. I love this. And kind of the idea of the uh, forming uh, Fat Mutual Aid Pods. Yeah, I like the pods idea specifically
3: because it's a very, you know, it's essentially what we've been saying all along, which is find your people, right? Yeah, yeah. Like find your community. It doesn't have to be a massive over, you know, global overarching thing. It can be the people that you know in your life.
1: What are some examples? Do they have examples that they give there about mutual aid?
0: Like like, clothing? They have a
3: list, a really good list here. It's like a fundraiser for a fat disabled person who needs a scooter, um, supporting a fat person when they're sick, uh, connecting with folks, fat folks who are isolated, helping find fat clothing, donating fat clothing, giveaways, et cetera. Like it's a lot of those kinds of, you know, finding ways to help people either if it's just interacting with them on a personal level or Mm -hmm. actually giving things. Um, But you need to have, the communication and the community to know if that's something that's necessary.
0: Right. I would love that. I, I just emptied out my closet during the, uh, the pandemic mm-hmm. and I was told flat out, like out of the closet, didn't want my stuff oh, because maybe. too big. It was too big. big. Yeah. They're just like, which seems so. ridiculous because, one of the things that is
1: that people have trouble finding in thrift stores and in secondhand stores is large size clothing. Right. Oh yeah, I
0: don't even look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like mm. I'm not going to find anything. Or
1: you know when there were all those fires up in Northern California and people lost their entire wardrobes. Right. You know, they they weren't they weren't looking for 32 32 jeans. You know, that's mm-hmm. not what they're trying to replace. Right, 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 right. Um,
3: yeah, but it's a lot of stuff like that and they also have tips for like what a, what a pod could look like for you, like it doesn't have to be the exact same type of social scenario. Um, but it was really cool. And see, I got very exci- I got excited when they said fat pods because I, I was immediately <laughs> like, oh, we're part of the answer. We're a fat pod, but not, not quite what they meant. Although we are in a different way. We as friends are our own pod. Yes. And then we yep. also have a podcast.
0: I feel like the name might not be the best name choice since that's also what you call a group of whales i was gonna say that i but. think that, oh,
2: I, I, that might be intentional and, <laughs> yeah that i think that could be intentional i don't i that's fine i like it that i think that like we should call the fan our fans of the pod they can be part of the big fat gay pod pod <laughs> <laughs> like the swim we're all swimming through the ocean together
0: Ooh. 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 okay
1: Let's yeah, move that's on. how we do this. Um, um, I I I don't know. I it's love a it. great resource. Um, definitely check it out.
2: Um, yeah, it's like Michael said that we've, like Michael said that we've said. <laughs> I I think it's so important, and I I often find that like you know when I talk to people who are fat who like don't have that like. It's frustrating advice to be like, like, find your people because, you know, obviously they haven't found their people so they don't know how to find their people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it just makes such a huge difference in your life when you have that kind of support system. And it has steps. Like it has some
3: tips on where to go to actually do that. So like the end of the article is getting started with a fat mutual aid. Like where do you go? What do you do? Um, It's all in there. Hopefully it's at least reassuring that people out there think this way. But it's also, you know, if you want to take some steps, or if you want to improve what might be the beginnings of a pod or identify what may already be a pod for you and you don't realize it. Mm. That was an interesting perspective I saw on there. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's very helpful. Yeah, uh,
2: it's, you can go to uh, fatrose.org mm-hmm. or our website where we will share the link. Absolutely. Okay, this is it. Is this
3: it? We're here. Um, what button? Which, yeah, which, how do we? I have no idea what that is. It's like ghost. I think it's a ghost sound. See, on my board, I wrote, I described it as wailing and I thought it was like crying Ooh. and I think I may not have. Anyway, so we came up with a sort of special Halloween, uh, <laughs> bit to do where, um, we all went out and watched a movie, not yes. necessarily all together, but we all watched it. Mm-hmm. And, uh,
2: we are going to talk about it. Who wants yes. to, Trevor, this is your idea. Yes. How about it's all your, all your fault,
3: Trevor. <laughs> so I don't know.
2: <laughs> We've talked about in the past couple episodes, the, it feels like fat phobia is ramping up and just, I don't know why, like it, the movie thinner has been popping into my head and dun, I haven't seen dun, it in a dun. very long time up until, last night. Came out in the mid-90s. Yes. Um, based on the Stephen King short story. Yes. Richard Bachman. wrote it under Richard Bachman.
3: It is. It's oh,
1: more than a short story. It's, it's, a, it's bo- a whole book. Oh, it's a whole book. Oh, is it? Which I read as a as a young chaser in my formative years back uh, in 1984 when the book came out. So
3: you may be bringing a
1: tiny bit of baggage <laughs> to this. <laughs> um,
3: but they adapted it to, into a movie and mm-hmm. it's directed by Tom Holland, who you might know from Child's Play and Fright Night. Like he's a, a oh, classic. Oh, I didn't he realize. He's a
0: legit director. Yeah, he's when-
3: <laughs> I, I, by the way, I've met him before. Super nice guy. Um, and I, it was, I think that kind of helped skew my perspective going into the movie. Like, no, mm-hmm. I was
2: like, oh my God, Tom Holland directed this. Okay. When the name popped up, Dan was like Spider-Man.
1: No, yeah. I don't <laughs> no. Know. Yes, He went back in time. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew it wasn't him, but I'm like, I'm trying to think of another. Tom directed at
3: two months old. He's a, he's a genius, everybody. So we all watched thinner. Uh, the Seaman King movie. And we're here to talk about our our hot, fresh take yeah. on this uh, horror movie about a guy who gets cursed by a gypsy into losing weight uncontrollably. Um, he has been trying to lose weight through diets, and his mm. wife is forcing him to blah, 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 and it just isn't working. <laughs> and then he kills <laughs> a gypsy in a car accident yes, in a manslaughter, what should have been a manslaughter charge, but wasn't. He got off, and he got cursed. And I think we should probably say, like, I th- I'm pretty sure the word gypsy is a
2: slur. And yes. So I
0: don't want to let it's
2: like, there is the show on TLC, which uh, I can't remember exactly. It's like my big fat gypsy wedding, which mm-hmm. I think there are people who identify with the term or are reclaiming it. But in the, con- it, I don't really know. I think this is like, it is in the movie. It is a little problematic and it is kind of like cartoon. Yeah. Like, Cartoon, that, quote unquote, gypsy, where it's like, I don't know if they're supposed to be Romani or Irish travelers. So I think just,
0: well, preface, we are. We are just, yeah. say, they are called gypsies in the movie.
2: Yes, sure. The
0: gypsies that we watch are very, to be clear, are very much not like Roma, Romani. They are yeah. the stereotypical it's, gypsy is, from legend and tale. Yeah, like it's. And so while it's insulting as fuck to the Romani people they're not pretending that they're actual people that's part of the you know it's they're I just, suppose.
3: but the whole movie yeah. is kind of so to get into it like the whole movie is kind of tinged with that mixed messaging of like i can't tell if you're trying to yeah. do something
2: good in a misguided way <laughs> or if you're well, actually I had, that, this I had that same thing where it's like are they like like going back okay so austin powers tons of problems with that movie but actually like going back and watching this, like it's kind of woke because he has this whole big thing about consent and makes a huge deal about it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, So I, in watching this, I'm like, are you like, is this like trying to kind of be woke before woke where it's like, we're people, but the movie has done nothing to really
3: treat well, them. Well, other well, than stereotypes. Let's, let's uh, before we get too far into it, Dan, why don't you just give us like the opening act summary? Like how do we get into this movie so we can actually start talking?
1: About okay. It? So in a, in a nutshell, Billy Halleck is a lawyer who is fat I think in the book he's like 240 or 60 pounds in the movie he's 300 and uh, he's got a fat the actor is wearing a fat suit he is trying to diet his wife is encouraging this she makes him terrible tasting smoothies which he mm-hmm. which he chokes down uh, they he works at a law firm defending a mafioso. So we already get the fact that he's not, he's willing to do unsavory things. He gets in a car accident. His wife is giving him a blow job. He takes his eyes off the road. He hits a gypsy woman. Uh, the gypsy woman's uh, in the movie, it's her father, mm-hmm. although she's already like very elderly. So this guy's like old as dirt. Yeah. Anyway, he curses Billy Halleck with the word thinner and he's, proceeds to drop more weight than he really should be dropping. However, he also curses the judge who let the guy off, mm-hmm. uh, turns the, him into the turns him into an alligator or, and curses yeah. the uh, sheriff that lied on the stand and cursing him with just some sort of horrible other physical condition that I, yeah. I'm not clear. Like on. boils and yeah. swelling. Boils and swelling. It's really great. I, I, I interpret it as corruption. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, it's, there's that trio. Uh, Billy Halleck is the one who survives the longest from this condition. Right. And uh, yeah, he becomes emaciated. Uh, wh- and he
3: has to gorge himself in order to lose less or, weight. In order than to lose less can. Yeah, he's eating, mm-hmm. yeah. they say in the
1: movie, he's eating like 10, 12,000 calories a day and still losing weight.
3: Yeah, three pounds every day, unless he skips a meal, in which case it's six or more.
1: Yeah. I don't know that we need to get into the whole resolution of the movie or the plot or the... I think that sets it up, That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So one of the things that I found really ironic about this is that I didn't hate this at all. I (laughs) just kind of did not hate it. In fact, what I loved about it is there's sort of a very stinging indictment of diet culture contained within it. It's satirical. It really
3: felt satirical.
1: Yeah. And I love the way how, like, no matter what Billy Halleck weighs... He's always in the wrong body, and he says so. <laughs> yeah, he, he even says like, "I can't win. Like, if I if I lose weight, you you're you guys think I'm losing too much. If I don't lose weight, you think I'm going to have a heart attack, right? You know." And he's like trapped. No matter what he does, they think he's got the wrong body.
2: And I won't say. So I remember the fat suit being much worse, and people always commenting on it. But having seen far worse fat suits <laughs> recently, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is actually pretty good. I think the only time where I was like really, it was kind of like weird was the full body one,
0: but it's in the shower and it's yeah. getting wet. And I'm yes. like, that's going to be hard to do. And the technology and is the, 1996. Yeah. And their
3: budget I'm sure was yeah. not yeah. much. I
0: yeah. got to say, I agree. I was very impressed by the fat suit.
1: Yes. Like it didn't look bad. Can I just point out that what, you, what the two fat people just said about the fat suit. <laughs>
0: I will say the one, the one it is that I think the fat suit itself was very light. So the actor yeah. himself was not moving with any kind of yes. heaviness. I think, that, I I think somebody yeah. needs to comment on why we are always against fat suits, but this one you're impressed by. Well, only because
2: <laughs> I remember it being so bad, mm-hmm. but like having seen fat suits that just like look more ridiculous. And I, in recent years, like mm-hmm. um, insatiable or into the, the show we talked about yeah. in, in the past, um, yeah. And the um, the creep show, TV show. Oh, that, right. That thing. Yeah. Like the fact that a fat suit from, you know, what, 1993, something like that. Five, four, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mid-90s. Uh, mid-90s looks better and is like. Less offensive and just like he looks more like a person than some yeah. of these other.
1: Well, but I don't think that's been our objection to fat suits. Our objection to fat suits is like hire a fat actor for fuck's sake. Well, in, but well, in this, this case, because, that's not yeah, possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: In this case, it the whole point is that he is supposed to look like a skeleton by the end. And yeah. so they and, they had yeah. to. Like in this and, case, it feels like. And he's
0: wearing skeleton makeup at the end too. So. Right.
3: They also so, put see, him in just as much.
0: I would, I would take it a step farther. And I would actually say that one of the things I found interesting about this movie is that it, for me, it wasn't about fat. At all. Mm. Mm. Not in the slightest bit. For me, I was watching this movie as as an indictment for white privilege. Interesting. His weight Mm -hmm. is a symbol of sort of an embarrassment of riches. So it's sort of like the white culture thing of like you don't want to over display. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So the thinning down was that. Um, The fear of the other. Right. In this case, the gypsies coming in. Mm -hmm. And just by being near them. They're endangering our stuff. Yes, they're yes. going to take mm-hmm. our stuff. They're and, going to steal our stuff. And I just want to point out that that's yep. not just an
1: interpretation. That is overtly said in the movie. Right. Yes. Yeah. But
0: yeah. on top of it, it's like um, they're objectified at the same time as being sort of like sexy and like mm-hmm. oh, just give them a quarter. They'll, they'll she'll sh- lift her skirt. She'll yeah. lift your skirts yeah. for a quarter. That dismissiveness of the mm-hmm. quality that you find desirable, they're, they're whores. Well, and right? that they're there to be used they're by white there, people. Exactly. exactly, that's what I was going to say. And then literally his white privilege, his his fatness, his wealth is taken away because one of them touches him, mm-hmm. right? And then eventually he gets back his power by appropriating their power Using it against them. Um, uh, You know what? You curse me. I give you the white man's curse. We're going to take all of your stuff. Which, by the way, is about violence and and economics. Exactly. (laughs) And if you notice, like, the stuff they do to him is surgical, right? Well, but it's magical,
1: too. It's it's, it's it's magical
0: and surgical. But in that, it just affects the people that they saw doing wrong. When the white man comes after them, he fucks everyone. He Mm. kills everyone. He destroys all their Mm. stuff.
2: And he so, they kill the the dogs right.
3: Yep. Yeah, they kill the dogs. Like they, mm-hmm. the, he basically his mafioso friend goes mm-hmm. and does this yeah. stuff for him because he's too weak. But and it's I found it really same, interesting yeah.
0: that the movie did that. They bent over backwards to say, "Oh, it's organized crime. It's the Italians, mm-hmm. those others who are doing it to them, not the white well, police force, not white organization." Well, there is an interesting move. move you know, there's a moment there where it's actually
1: part of the reason the mafioso works is because the mafioso's mother or grandmother, she believes in these curses. She believes in this Mm -hmm. magic. So it's not, because if you went to a white police officer and said, you know, excuse me, sir, the gypsy cursed me, Mm -hmm. you know, he'd throw you in the loony bin. But, you know, using the mafioso as your instrument of revenge, he's like, okay, let me get on that. Yeah. But I
0: just thought it was interesting (laughs) that they did that in the movie because it helps distance the white viewer. It's not my organization's doing this. It's those others. Yes, again, well, but
1: again, that's then, the idea of white privilege is that right. you're always, everyone is an instrument of your control. And they, yeah.
3: I thought it was also, the reason I was watching this more like satire or like the, what you're being shown is supposed to be like an assault on your good senses. Like you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be watching the main character and, and sympathizing. Like yeah. he's not a sympathetic character. He's an asshole. He's not
0: a sympathetic character for reasons you might not expect. Well, what His do you mean? fatness- would normally be something used against him. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? In this, it's not. His fatness is just a symptom of his life. Everybody's bending over backwards to be nice to him. His wife is trying to be supportive. His daughter loves him. Mm-hmm. His his bosses admire him. Mm-hmm. He's an upheld member of he's the community. He's an effective yeah. I mean, that he's is respected by the judge and the cop.
3: Yeah. He's you know he's a kind of a trash person, but he is effective at his yeah. job. Um, he has a great relationship yeah. with his daughter. The reason
0: why you don't like him is because he's a dick. Yes, he's, he just <laughs> and he, he
3: gets what he deserves by the end. Yeah. like he.
1: But now this is really interesting because I was looking at some of the crit mm-hmm. for the movie at the time, like when it was released. It was pretty panned, mm-hmm. and the reason one of the reasons it was panned was that one reviewer thought that, like, well, you know, they missed so many opportunities for social commentary, which I find ironic since that's. Pretty much all, the, all the we're talking movie. about. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, like, what, you know, how did you miss that? Was it not in 1996? Was it not nail on the head enough? Well, we weren't talking about things like white privilege back exactly then. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You know, and
0: again, just to yeah. underscore the whole like white privilege thing, I would just want to solidify yeah. my my argument on yeah. that. He His argument back to the gypsies is, I never did anything to you. Right. Mm-hmm. How could you do this to me when I never did anything wrong? Even though he benefits everything that's done to these poor gypsies i'm i'm using air quotes cuz i hate uh, anyway everything that's done to uh those gypsies is done on his behalf to solidify his position right he runs one of them over getting a blow job he deflects the cops hide it the judge lets him off yeah everything awful done to them and everyone is on in, his behalf, even though he doesn't yeah. do and it. And
3: everyone right. in town reassures him, oh, you did nothing wrong. You yeah. did nothing wrong. Yep.
1: I think that's really smart, done. Like that really, that's a really great demonstration of the whole mm. white privilege mm. thing well, where like his I didn't daughter, do anything
3: wrong. His daughter is the only one who yes. says, wait, mm-hmm. are you sure you didn't do anything wrong here? Because like, yeah. she's yeah. too young to have that sensibility yet i thought like Mm. that was that was an interesting thing to include in the
2: movie that they totally didn't have to
0: and everybody slaps her down the the whole
2: kind of meltdown scene where he's when he does the the curse of the white guy from town Mm -hmm. yeah is very like it made me think of all the videos of kind of like karen yeah, exactly 100 percent just i mean
1: i don't know so well, and, and that's what kills me is like to get slammed for not socially or politically aware enough. And he literally says, you know, I'm the white guy from town. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, yeah. he writes that on a note in blood or something. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I I think people back then, the the social, the dialogue wasn't open enough for people to get it. And it's interesting that it feels like Stephen, Ting, Stephen King did get it, Yeah, mm-hmm. wrote the movie, wrote the book, wrote the movie. And well, he didn't write the movie. But I think the he director, the I think he he the was director it got it, it too. He was, yeah. he has a cameo, he, he but, but no, no, he only cameos he's in, in movies it, that he an endorses. Yeah. If he's oh, in oh, it, yeah. it's
1: an endorsement. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying he didn't write it.
3: Okay. It's, yeah. You know, credits he, yeah. Yeah. He was part of the project. He wasn't, cause there are definitely adaptations like famously the shining where he refuses to participate because he says like they screwed up my property. Well, and this isn't the case here.
2: I was kind of comparing the, the, from kind of the, the synopsis. Like it seems like a very faithful adaptation.
1: It does take some liberties because, you know, there, I don't I don't think there's a car chase in the book. Yeah. But no. uh, the, <laughs> oh, the, ending, <laughs> the, the the like shootout scene. I was like and I do scene is I remember that in the book. Oh yeah, yeah
3: that seemed a little and well. Granted, I
1: read the book like eons ago. Uh, and the ending is similar. I think it gets the tone right. It is not the same ending. And
3: okay.
0: There are some problematic moments that I I should point out. Like so he meets a gay hustler. At a convenience store oh, in yeah. the woods yeah. of a oh, main yeah. town, and then the gay hustler gets murdered by the Romani's by having a cock stuck in his stuck in his mouth. You know, I did not get the symbolism at the time, but now that you say it, oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that's yeah. what was on yeah. his face. It was a cock's head shoved oh, in his H. mouth.
3: Yeah, okay, oh. I didn't, you know, I didn't and make and the making leap. Making him there. a cock, sucker. Yeah, it was
0: yeah. a cock sucker. Got it. So I wasn't a big fan of that moment. I don't know if that's from the book or not. I'm um, curious.
2: So there's the whole. I mean, everyone is initially fawning over the like, what diet are you on? I mean, that line yeah. is yeah. Sometimes, what did you think of the the character of the like the, I, is, it the I, is it the tailor the tailor? Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, at the store. Yeah, which is just. I, I'm just curious what you thought of. That seems yeah. like as close as they
3: got to actually like fat hating like cause yeah. the, the tailor is fat. Mm-hmm. He's and he's fawning over the, over the main character who has lost all this weight mm-hmm. and saying things like, Oh, what diet are you on? Oh my God, it works so well. You look so thin. Yeah, like, I've I, tried everything. And then nothing he, works. As he's, he's, like, he's, like he's like popping candy into his mouth.
0: Yeah. For me, it wasn't about the tailor. I, I get, and I understand why that would be an, like, for me, it was about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going through this and someone's jealous of what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that he was an object of jealousy from someone else while he's going through something that is a, is a living hell, right? And I've known people who had who discovered they had diabetes, had rapid, mm-hmm. disastrous weight loss that fucked up their health, and we're still being approached by people like, "What are you doing? You're wonderful, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the the irony of that. And that's, is,
1: I'm with you, Don. That's exactly how I took it. it was, yeah. I didn't care so much about the tailor, but this idea that like weight loss at any cost is to be celebrated. Right. Mm-hmm. And they do yeah.
3: show like, it's not just the tailor. It's yeah. everyone. It's, everybody. it's yeah. literally everyone. The fact that the tailor is included in that and that he's also fat is, you know, but there probably. Was something, for me, there really... was something
0: oily off the tailor yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, it's unctuous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was something sort of uncomfortable and it awful about it. that's was weird. It
2: was just, it was so special, like, yeah. That character was especially just well, weird But like I liked vicky. it because of that. Well, but I think yeah. what
1: you put your finger on, and it's really because you have a fat tailor being envious of this fat man losing so much weight so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think the word you're looking for is it's covetous. Mm-hmm. It's, craven. Yes. It's, it's, like, yes. covetous it's craven. It's literally like craven, it's oily, felt it's very umptuous, like it's um, slimy. Um, yeah.
3: Uh what's the word? Uh uh We used it last week when it like letters. Yes. It felt like <laughs> like Want, like wanted to, yeah, wanted to like put his hands on him and see what a thin body felt like. It just yeah. felt very that, yeah. which is interesting because Tom Holland definitely writes and includes gay themes in his movies, but he is straight. Um, so because I think, uh, fright night has, I think the reason why gays yeah. love fright night gay is because it has a lot oh, of yeah. gay overtones to it. Um, it was just interesting that, that, I don't know. It had that vibe to me.
0: I agree. Um, the, the one thing we talked about when we were setting up before we watched the movie mm-hmm. was the expectations of body horror. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I did not get much body horror here. And the thing that I found interesting, and this is going back to the fat suit. When you see him naked in the shower, there's nothing horrible about it. There's no, it's not portrayed as body horror. Mm-hmm. The body horror shot we get is when he lifts up his shirt at the, towards the end yes, of the movie and he's skinny and this st- Skininess, the boniness—that's portrayed as horror. I'm
2: mm-hmm. probably the only one who's ever seen this. I don't know if any listeners would have even seen <laughs> this. The Netflix original movie *To the Bone*, hmm. which is—it's about—it's so. um, kind of like uh,
0: that sounds familiar. It's a—it's an eating disorder. It's a, well, yeah, eating right?
2: disorder, but it's a kind of also I think like YA, like with romancy themes. Okay, and they—you know—had I uh, can't remember the actress, but they put. I think she maybe lost a little weight for the role but they also did a lot of makeup stuff and then like weird cutaway shots like that where she's like lifting up her shirt and then it like does a weird kind of like cutaway super close up of clearly someone else's body <laughs> but just like in a way that's almost kind of like um old cartoon like SpongeBob when they do the like cl- weird close ups and it's like hyper detailed oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it's like it just is so
3: jarring I was imagining like when he lifted his shirt up I was like yeah but like you're sucking it in. Like we can tell. <laughs> oh yeah. It was a little, it was a little funny in that sense where it was like, you don't actually look that skinny. You're just, really I, clearly I like, just
2: like that. It's, I love that there is kind of body horror through weight loss. And at the end, when he's supposed to kind of look his most emaciated kind of ravaged, there's a, a the guy, guy cuts his hand and he kind of wails. He looks like John Goodman Post, I don't, weight I don't know if he had surgery. weight loss surgery or just weight loss, but like in, uh,
1: in the way the skin hangs on the face the way the skin hangs on his yeah.
2: face. And just like the, I can't remember what well, the, one of the more recent seasons of the Connors, there's just like points where he kind of like makes that face, not in the same way, but it's just like <laughs> the fact that I don't know. He looks objectively know the a worse. The,
1: the, the face you're describing is actually called a death mask. Hmm. Okay. Just that the, the
2: drawn the uh, he, I, th- I think, I mean, a- I'm not saying it looks exactly like John, <laughs> but it is that it just makes me think of this. Like, yeah, I, I think he had some work done between the last seasons because he looks more normal now, but just this emaciated skin hanging off like the I did think ghoul. it was interesting yeah.
0: that they went with the hanging skin on the face, but mm-hmm. not on the torso. Yeah, the torso, you went to the classic sort of Holocaust uh survivor, yeah, emaciated look as opposed to folds of skin hanging mm. off the body. I wonder if that's because people wouldn't know what that was. Um I think it's probably more because it it I think it's still associated with being fat.
1: Uh, I see. So can.
0: if if the curses become thinner they had to they skip would, that. would yeah, right, yeah yeah yeah. Mm, interesting. Cuz it's a mixed message, yeah. I feel like he
3: they he looks objectively worse as a thin person. Like in the movie they make him look like he's not like glamor thin. Mm -hmm. He's like skeletal horror thin. And I thought it was interesting that even, you know, at the beginning he looks his sort of, I don't know, like it's the beginning of the story, but he looks the most sort of happy contented, especially when he's interacting with his daughter. Mm -hmm. And like, she's getting worried about him when he's losing all this weight. What did
1: you, did you think of this? I noticed that the character seems to shift. Like when he's fat, he's kind of goofy, but the thinner he gets, the more, I mean, it could be th- mm-hmm. what he's going through and that he yeah. feels like shit, but he also seems to get like more realistic. Like and then when he's bouncing back after the curse is somewhat lifted, he seems to be like, oh, you're a normal human being now, as opposed to dumpty, dumpty, do. I got the sense that
3: it yeah. was more like we were learning who the character truly was over the course of the story. Oh, that's interesting. Like you, because he's a he's a terrible person. Like there's there's really no redeeming quality about him. But you don't him. see that at the beginning, exactly. He's, he's it's goofy. Hidden. But if again,
0: like, it's because other people are doing things for him. Yeah, I All think right, it is point. intentionally right. hidden. Yes, so I get what you're saying. once he starts about, getting like, his own hands dirty and doing some of his own stuff. as as far as he goes, he starts getting a little bit more nakedly aggressive. Well, and his wife, his wife even says at
1: one point, Oh, you're back to your old self. Now, once the curses is is somewhat lifted and he's gaining weight again, Uh um, again, such a great metaphor for diet culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Uh and he's
3: psychotic by that point. He's going to kill her. Oh yeah. Like she says, you're back to your old self again. And he's got this like gleam in his eyes. Like he can't wait for her to eat. Oh, it's a
1: revenge killing by that point.
3: Yeah. This
0: is a slight tangent. Do you guys think that she was having an affair or not?
3: It is interesting that they
2: don't actually tell you. I think she was. I think she was just because the the way that the she, doctor showing yeah. up and being like, oh, you're here. And the <laughs> way that she's like the holding
3: onto his hand while like after the funeral and she's, it just, there's way too much body language going on there that makes it like, and he's got his hand on her thigh when, when the main character walks in on them. And for the
1: people listening, the reason this is important is because whether his wife slept with this other person or not, is or is not a motivating factor for his revenge,
3: and then and then accidentally spoilers for the end of the movie. In case you haven't <laughs> clicked away, if you wanted to see this, but like he accidentally, as collateral damage, kills his own daughter as well with the same unintendedly poisoned pie that he u- intended it's to use. Not a poison pie; it's a
2: cursed pie.
3: Oh, whatever. Yeah. It's well, my a, interpretation it's was that if
0: he ate the pie, which he was going to do, I think that she would live. No, that was no, my no, no, no. He's so. gonna die, and that's not the end of the book
1: either. The end of the book is everybody who eats that pie is gonna eat it, <laughs> so <Okay>. to speak, because
0: <laughs> that was the out. He's given an out. If you eat he's, the pie, you well, die. Yeah, no, no, he's given. You'll an die out. instead of them, right? Because they won't. What eat they were told. It. Yeah,
2: he has he, to eat the whole pie himself. Uh, okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, yeah he, because they won't eat it.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was the yeah, that was the impression I got. Everyone who eats it dies. That's what I, I got I the
0: impression that he was gonna eat the pie to try and save her. No, no,
3: I th- I, I thought he was like eating it because like. Well, <laughs>
1: He's killed. It actually everyone. goes back to your point, Don, about the privilege is that everybody is responsible. Yeah. And everybody mm. does have a hand in this.
0: Well, I was taking it as an interpretation of, oh fuck, I accidentally poisoned the next generation. Mm. Like with you know with
1: my bullshit. No, it's yeah. that when he when his daughter when his daughter eats the pie, he's like, Okay, we all gonna in the book, they all sit down together and eat it.
3: Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah.
1: do they know or is it in is no, he, no, no, okay. no, no. Uh, but I, I think he sees them eating the pie together. Yeah. And in the book, he joins them. Uh, okay. That is, a,
3: I actually like that ending better. Mm-hmm. That's a more poetic ending.
1: It's, it's very poetic and it's very eerie because it's like, oh, family dinner around the pie. Right. And you yeah. don't even
3: have to see the, like, you don't have to see the corpse of his wife to get the horror element of it because it's more psychological. It's like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. has to fully understand and realize the weight of his actions and then accept it and sit down and join them and eat the pie in like, yep live through that moment. Yep. That's more horrifying. I think I kind of yeah. wish they had kept that.
0: I think the director just wants it to end on that door closing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know?
3: Yeah. I mean, I get why it's more visual. If you show the, the like what happens when but the, the, pie the wife is... doesn't make,
1: it doesn't make sense. Why would the wife look like that after eating the pie? I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's just, Oh, she's really It's awful. just a horror scare at that yeah, point. It's a horror scare. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's not motivated by the pie, by the curse, by anything. Yeah.
3: It's just creepy.
0: I, I actually thought that just a, comment on the acting. I thought the lead actor did a really good job of sort of the ambiguity of his feelings at a couple points on the mm-hmm. way down. Yeah. <laughs> We're like this, I know it's a bad thing, but this is kind of awesome. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that was a surprise. He, you know? he,
3: I was, I made a comment cause Michael and I watched it together and I made the comment to him afterwards. Like, do you think the actor was kind of unhinged or he was just <laughs> playing that character really, really well. Cause the, it, there was no crack in the entire movie, where he does not look unhinged in some way, mm. like in his eyes, you can just see him. You're just like, "What is going on there, dude?" I, I think <laughs> it's a
1: really good job. Yeah, yeah. and it's a cast of. I, I think there's one person that I kind of know in it, uh, mm-hmm. who plays the old gypsy man. Mm. Uh, yeah, who's like an old character actor from you know Days of Yore. Well, and he's uh, from the My um, Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, but I mean, oh. but I don't think anybody. Do you know anybody else in this cast? I don't. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I recognized recognize the, the daughter. mafia guy. Oh, yeah. That's oh, Fat Tony. Yeah, fat, yeah, yeah. I, mean, is, uh, uh, I realized said, it was yeah. Fat
2: Tony. I can't remember when he's, oh, he's like, he's like, he's a mook, but he's my mook or something. Yeah. I
1: was like, oh, Fat Tony, of course. <laughs> I mean, he's a mook, but he's my mook.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dan can say that because he's Italian. <laughs> so it's funny that we've all come to the basically the same conclusion about the movie because we went into this expecting like the oh, conversation was, on the, the call that we talked about this. It was kind of like. Oh, we, well, we don't have any better ideas, <laughs> yeah. so fuck it. Like, I guess we're gonna put ourselves through this movie. Like Dan was like, oh,
2: "This is all your fault."
3: Like, <laughs> and, uh, before, beforehand. Oh, and I had
1: a big stiff drink.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and nice he drink. ended up liking it. Yeah, you, you were like, "Oh, I'm enjoying this. This is much better it than I thought."
3: And the movie,
1: movie too. Yeah. I
3: think so. Here, here's my here's my wrap up of, of this movie. Uh, Michael and I watched this, we watched this together. I made us dinner. We sat down and watched the movie while we were eating dinner. And then about I don't know halfway through the movie he. Like somebody I think I had made a joke about like like I think he eats a donut in the movie mm-hmm. and then I was like, damn it, I want a donut. And then like halfway through the movie he was like, Oh, by the way, I ordered donuts. <laughs> we, we finished the movie thinner by eating a couple of donuts and, and basically and a, a enjoying. Strawberry it. pie. Well, yes. you know, it's gonna take <laughs> precautions. Um it was I was surprised. By the end of it, I was like, I thought I was gonna hate this. No, yeah, I was braced. Yeah. I was
0: braced for awfulness mm-hmm. and i didn't get it i'm yeah. very happy about it yeah, yeah.
3: okay so uh, center check it out if you haven't skip to this time oh yeah. wait that's too
2: late um <laughs> do we have a tip today we do yeah. uh i just wanted to highlight this because it is it is colorful it is fun Superfit hero has a new super colorful collection uh and uh, they're calling it their super bright collection it is um Tops and bottoms that you can mix and match, and they're just very colorful. I love mixing and matching tops and bottoms. (laughs) Um, I mean, it is just kind of (laughs) basic. uh, It's a little
3: hanging fruit, guys. (laughs) Uh, Sorry.
2: Red, yellow, blue, green, but, like, just very bright, and it's a great product. What is is that color, family?
3: Because it's not jewel tone. Primaries? Is it primaries, though? It looks more like it's- Those are, like- There's, like, some- It's slightly aqua, but it's, like, neon aqua we right. are trying to place it. It's, it's, Miami, it's Miami, 1987. It's, it's Miami, yeah. <laughs> but it's less pastel and more saturated. Anyway, they're quite nice. Um, wear something colorful and fun. Yeah. And, ooh, and happy Halloween, everybody, by the yeah. way. <laughs> it's only a few days away. Uh,
2: yes. Um, I Press another button. Oh, uh, I haven't you pressed. Oh, no, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Not that <laughs> oh. It wrong. It was. <laughs> Oh, well, we, I think that's we had a, to. It's
3: the fat, it, it's a fat suit. Fat we suit. got to play the fat suit sound effect. <laughs> um, do, we, do we, we
0: have a bit? <laughs> we do have a bit we this week. We do have a bit today. Uh, we talked about just come everyone coming up with a pitch for their own personal fat themed horror movie mm-hmm. of some sort. Yes, and I can't wait to hear what people came up with. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? I think Michael should go first.
3: I so my idea. I I had a lot of help with this one, um, and I don't really have the twist yet. So I okay. would it would be sort of a like here's the start and help me finish it. If you guys want to start with that, okay. I, th- I
0: think we can just come up with the one-liners and like what is the basic idea.
3: So the basic idea is um set in Japan. A uh, a sumo wrestler decides to open his own sumo. I don't know training. I don't know what the dojo. Dojo. Is it a dojo? Okay. Once open his own dojo um, has to go to a part of town that he wouldn't normally go to just to afford it opens up this old building and has, and starts teaching sumo. And it turns out that the building had previously been um, like a a different martial art training camp where um, the previous uh, I guess sensei uh, had gone, had been possessed and killed all the students. And that the ghosts of the students are sort of milling around and, you know, it's that typical ghost thing of like weird things are happening. Mm-hmm. And then you see like murdered ghost kids. Um, and then he has to protect his students. And there's a sort of like extrapolation of that, that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, Michael may have given me most of these ideas.
2: <laughs> <but> <laughs> I thought it was really cool. And so I, I, I like sumo, like haunted house.
3: Yeah. It's, it's like sumo haunted the house. Haunted dojo. And I like the idea of like him Like, and the kids banding together to protect, Mm. like he has to protect the kids. And there's an interesting element there where usually it's a family, like usually it's like the mom trying Mm. to save the kids from the dad or whatever, like haunting of, but I like the non-familial, but still protective element of like Mm -hmm. taking care of the kids. And it just, it seemed really cool. I don't have the, I don't know that there needs to be a twist on it, but. I don't have the, I, I think don't the, think there
1: the, needs to be, twist. May not need yeah. to be. No, the yeah. twist is that the, the hero is fat and the kids are probably at least somewhat fat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
3: mean, that's the, that's, that's the setup. And then that's like, the you, twist. you don't have to go much yeah. further with it, except whatever the ending might be. But, I don't. I like. I may. I sort of surprised him with it, and he just like spat that out in about thirty seconds. I was like, (laughs) "Damn, I should just go to him for all my answers." (laughs) So credit where credit is due. But I thought that was really cool. I was kind of like, I
0: I kind of want to make that movie now. Who's next? Um, I'll go. Okay. So the one I came up with was called "Fitting the Herd." And so it sort of it, it follows the standard pattern of like the zombie outbreak thing, nice. where suddenly people start going insane and devouring people. But for some reason, it's the pheromones of like the the fatter you are, the pheromones you put off are less attractive to the zombies. So <laughs> skinny people are their preferred meal, right? Hmm. So what you have is this zombie outbreak situation where suddenly people are you need to survive. You need to get fat and fat people are the only ones who can protect you. So you need to be, you need to live long enough to get fat. If you want to survive
3: and then you have to try and stay fat. Right.
0: And, but the only ones who can protect you are fat people. So you need to get close to the fat people. And if fat people don't like you, you're fucked.
1: Mm
2: Right.
0: Right. I I think that's
2: Jillian
3: Michaels.
0: (laughs) Oh, I
2: would pay
3: to see her die in a horror movie like that. I would pay so much. I'd watch it over and over.
1: I really like that because the other thing that that gets into is like Michael was saying, like the difficulty that thin people would have in gaining weight. They think it's so simple. They think it's just a lifestyle choice. Mm -hmm. And like that, the
0: difficulty would have and then maintaining the weight. Oh my God. That's the part I I am surprised. Guess what? You think being fat is- if that's not fat. The zombies don't think you're fat. So guess what? Yeah, yeah. they've
3: they gained like 10 pounds and like, oh my god, I feel so fat. And then they get eaten like, anyway. So
0: fat? I've gained like 15 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that makes you an eau d'oeuvre bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
3: That's a, I, I love uh, that idea.
1: You're so distasteful they need a sauce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn, Damn what's it? Got? My turn? Okay. So uh, I decided to turn this on its head. I I love the idea of doing it as as body horror. Mm-hmm. But I thought it could be really interesting. What if you just went into a world? There, there are come, there are a couple of movies that work like this. The um, one that occurs to me, like, right, is uh, is White Man's Burden, where mm-hmm. the black and white stereotypes are reversed. So it's black people that have all the, all the money and power, and the uh, and the white people are are in lower class, subservient roles. And I thought it would be really cool to have an inverted society where all the fat people, like being obese, is really super successful, sexy, it's the body to have.
3: Is it also more common? Like like, it's like not most people are-
1: Well, but like, and like really huge people are, those are the supermodels. Got it. Okay. Right? Cool. So if you're like 500 pounds, like you're on the cover of magazines. Right, right, right. And the idea As is that this- be. And this poor- Exactly. <laughs> and this poor schlub, you know, his disfigurement is he has abs. <laughs> <laughs> and just how he has to work through society- being and it's it's it be, the thing is it's not it's <laughs> not so much revolutionary as it is that you keep seeing all the things that fat people know and take for granted like of course that's that's my life that's how it works. but but thin people don't so just the idea of like he's at a job interview or he's buying clothes I want Ryan Reynolds or he takes to play this part. or he takes <laughs> his shirt off and he doesn't want to take his shirt off because he's at the pool and and you know even when, and then it's really ugly because you know when he's in a wet
0: t-shirt his abs show
1: uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just disgusting to people and they whisper about him.
0: I'm just picturing this guy going home alone. Oh, yeah. Taking a fat cuisine out of his freezer. (laughs) Yeah. But he is sitting down, like, sadly trying to, like, shovel a bucket of lard. Because, like, you can't eat real food. You're trying to get fat. You're trying to get fat, So. It You're has gonna, to be, like, like, just, just the, the most intense caloric stuff you can find, regardless of taste. Uh, and, he, and he goes on dates, yeah.
1: and the only dates he can get are these people who, like, you know, I'm really into shit like that. You know? <laughs> 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 and, like, he just, he's just becomes this sort of fetish item uh-huh. uh, for I would, for good-looking fat guys. These
3: are all really good. <laughs> yeah.
2: Trevor, what do you got? Okay, so I feel like I've talked about this before, but I'm just very dedicated to this. <laughs> so are you workshopping it? It is... Carrie, but Carrie is fat. But it is presented like the book, which I don't know if anyone else has read the book of Carrie, where there's all these kind of it's excerpts from books written about the event and articles mm. where it is found footage, but also kind of like through a true crime, oh, okay lens. Okay, cool. And it is piecing together from like, I mean, I don't know. I hate like saying like TikTok, but like footage from people from the school and like. Carrie's video diaries mm-hmm. and just, I don't know Fat Carrie, but also like, I'm just so shocked that even with the recent adapt, there's been multiple adaptations of Carrie and that no one has used this. Like, especially because when the the new Carrie came out, oh, I feel course, like found course. footage was like still like really hot mm-hmm. and it just seems so obvious to me.
3: Yeah. And because that's how the book is right. Yeah. So it's, like, it's them trying to understand clearly what adapting. Happened. The original Brian De Palma movie, not the book. <laughs> yes. Um, but that is a much more, I guess, unique. Well, it's not unique because it's a book, but unique in film form take on that.
0: People. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of that. Yeah, I would give that a shot. Nice. Totally. So, um, dear listener, <laughs> do you happen to be a producer that wants to throw several million dollars at one of our, uh, our movie pitches? Where can they do that, Trevor? Well, we're on, no, <laughs> we're on Instagram. And Twitter.
2: We're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. At the podcast. Everywhere. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Five stars all around. See the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. And send us some candy. Yeah, <laughs> <'Cause it's laughs> Halloween. Maybe you have your your spooky Halloween costume and you're. Woo! Uh, there's a thunderclap and it's, it's getting raining. And you're running and you're. You run into a house and you see all of us (laughs) and there's a elephant elephant or something A demon bear (laughs) a demon bear sorry i skipped breakfast we're having a a cursed pie oh no and michael says he gives you a a slice so (laughs) watch out happy Uh, halloween
0: happy halloween